HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1, O-U-T-D-O-O-R, and the number one. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. Welcome to the How to Hunt Deer podcast brought to you by Tacticam. This podcast aims to educate those who are interested in becoming deer hunters, brushing up on essential skills, or maybe just adding a few new tactics to the toolkit. We cover a variety of topics that will help you be more confident and successful in the field while hunting deer. In this episode, I'm talking with John Livingston, co-founder of Deer Lab. Deer Lab is a trail camera app that allows you to store, organize, and analyze your trail camera data. It is uh, packed with tons of features that allow you to filter images easily, create tags and profiles for specific bucks, and even generate reports based on aggregate data. At the end of the day, Deer Lab can help you be more successful by allowing you to make data-driven decisions based on the deer you're targeting. You can check them out at DeerLab.com. And uh, hey, if you use the code HUNTDEER, you'll get 20% off of any plan. That's HUNTDEER, H-U-N-T-D-E-E-R, all caps, for 20% off of any plan. As we get started here, I want to take a moment to thank our partners over at Tacticam. Those guys are absolutely killing it when it comes to their cameras and camera accessories. Like I said earlier, it's time to get the trail cameras back out into the woods so we can watch that antler development over the next couple of months. And Tacticam has just released their Reveal X Gen 2 camera just in time for Velvet Fest. It's awesome. If you don't really care about the latest and greatest, they're, uh, they're also running a sale right now. You can get two of the of last year's Tacticam Reveal X cameras for just $199. That's almost 30% off. So head over to their website, check them out, www.tacticam.com. Also this week, I want to introduce you to a brand new partner for the show. Now, I said this on my other podcast, I don't take adding partners very lightly. Any partners that we take on with this podcast, I want to make sure that, number one, we're providing tons of value to you guys as the listener, because without you, this podcast isn't going to be able to keep on going. And so we've decided to partner with Huntworth. Huntworth is making high-quality camouflage with some really great camo patterns, uh, really great quality, especially when you take into account the price point. Uh, I have come to absolutely love their Shelton Midweight hoodie. I've been wearing it around here these last couple of weeks, especially on some of the cooler June mornings that we had uh, over the last week or so. And uh, man, it's been fantastic. It has quickly become my favorite hoodie. Right now, heading into Father's Day, they're actually running a sale right now. You can get 20% off by entering the code DAD20 for 20% off. You can go check them out, huntworthgear.com. Now, with all that stuff out of the way, let's jump right into the episode, talking trail camera photos, 
with John Livingston. Joining me for this week's episode of the How to Hunt Deer podcast is the co-founder of Deer Lab, John Livingston. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you taking some of your time to tell us a little bit more about Deer Lab. Uh, I've been using it this spring, and I got to say, so far, I've really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to putting it into use as the um, as the antlers start to grow and as I start watching specific bucks and seeing, um, you know, seeing if I can put a plan together for the fall. So, uh, really enjoyed using it so far. I, I'm curious. Um, this is kind of a unique of a, of a unique space. I mean, there, there are several options out there today, but when you guys got into the game, there was, there was nothing else out there like this. There really wasn't. And, um, that, that was one of the reasons that kind of deer lab came to be was because there wasn't anything out there. Um, initially when I started looking for a tool and it wasn't really to look for a tool to see if there's something out there, um, when it comes to trying to come up with a business idea, it was more of just something for my trail cameras. And, um, there was one, um, piece of software out there for Reconics and it was PC based. I had a Mac and I could never, <laughs> I could never install it. So I never really got to play around with it. But, um, yeah, it was, um, I think we are going on year eight now. Um, which is hard to believe, and um, it's, it's been a it's been a fun journey. It's crazy that it's been eight years. Yeah. So tell me a little about the kind of the origins. Like, where did this idea come from? Like, when did it hit you? Well, it, it hit me when I was in a tree stand, and um, just to kind of go back a little bit further than that, I really hadn't been hunting that long. Um, I didn't grow up in a family that hunted. Um, I had some friends that hunted. I'm, I'm from the Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, Northeast Florida area. And, um, hunters weren't a huge group or at least a group that I was kind of around too much, um, just growing up. But, um, I got into deer hunting. A friend of mine invited me and, um, really it started out as just shooting a bow, shooting a bow in a driveway at a neighbor's house. And, um, I had so much fun doing that. I, uh, you know, would go over to my friend's house and shoot his bow. And it was really cool. It all started kind of my hunting started when, um, I was on an anniversary with my wife and, um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. I haven't thought about this story in a long time, but we were out, um, to dinner and I made a comment about, you know, uh, my son at the time was one and I was 40 years old when my son was one, I'm 51 right now. And, uh, and, and one of the things I, I told my wife, Samantha was, you know, I, when, when my dad was 40, I was a lot older and I'm going to be a lot older dad. And I want to do something that I can kind of be with my son and really, you know, hunting would be one of those things that I could see doing with my son and just have a great time. And sure. as I get older, I could still, you know, be with him, and it wouldn't be like something more as, as active as maybe what my dad did with me when I was, when I was a kid. So 
long story short, it was just a comment on, on a dinner that we were out eating and, um, our anniversary came up and that night she surprised me and she had this huge package and I had no clue what it was. And she basically said, um, this is my gift to you and it's my gift, um, for you to spend time with my son, with my son. And so I open it up and it's a, it's a bow case and I open it up and there's a Matthews bow, um, Z, Z, uh, seven extreme. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot wow. believe that. And the crazy thing about that was my wife's a CPA. She's very budget conscious <laughs> and she never get, would get me type those types of gifts. And I was completely floored. Um, it was, it was really cool. And she's basically said, you know, this is, this is your ticket to go learn how to hunt and take your son. So, um, I didn't know, but she went to a friend of mine who was, um, a very good hunter and a great hunter even today. And he's the one that kind of went and picked out the bow for me and, and all that. So I, I huge props to him for, for what he did. But anyway, that kind of started the journey of hunting. So I had a friend that, um, was a hunter and he really kind of took me under his wings and, um, really taught me everything that I knew up to that point. And we got into trail cameras and, um, what was happening was he was, um, pulling some of the cards from the trail cameras and I would pull some of the cards from the trail cameras and he would have cards over at his house and I would have them over at my house. And we were never seeing the full picture, um, because of the way that we were hunting. And so, um, that was one of the issues that kind of was like, you know, kind of, it, it kind of bothered both of us, I guess that, you know, we weren't seeing all the pictures and he would forget to, uh, you know, share the cards or I would forget to share the cards with him. So that was one of the issues that kind of started the idea of deer lab. But I was just sitting in a, a, a tree stand, you know, just kind of waiting. And in Florida, you wait a lot, um, or at least where I was hunting to see anything. And, um, it was just an idea of like, you know, what if I could create an app that could see the data behind the photos. And at the time I was a web developer, still am a web developer today and um, really didn't, wasn't really thinking of it from a business standpoint, but as I got into it and started really kind of fleshing it out, I was thinking, you know what, if I'm having this idea, I'm sure a lot of other people would have the idea as well. And so that's when it all started. And I had a friend that I've always been wanting to work with, Ryan Wood. He's based in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. And I called him up and I said, I think I have an idea that you might like for us to work together. And we had never found that project to work together. And I pitched the idea to him. And he's like, let's do it. I love it. And so um, we worked on Deer Lab probably for, I want to say, six to eight months. And um, we made mistakes along the road. We um, didn't listen to a lot of I should have gone out and listened to more experienced hunters. I was thinking of just kind of my knowledge. And so some of the early on features that we launched with Deer Lab 
weren't probably the best features when it comes to what people actually wanted. And so over the years, we've just been listening to what people have wanted. And um, the Gear Lab has really evolved over the years. And, um, and now is, I would say, the leading trail camera software out there. So it's, it's, been, a, it's been a great ride. Wow. So I got to say at first, when you were telling me that story about your anniversary, I thought you were going to say that like you were on your anniversary date and then started pitching the idea for deer lab to your wife. And I was like, Oh <laughs> no. man, that's a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did actually pitch it to her. Um, you know, when I had the idea and then when I talked to Brian and, and we started to kind of look at what type of time it would take to do something like that. Um, I did go to her and pitch the idea and said, you know, I need you to um, be on board with this if I'm going to move forward with this because it's going to cost a lot of family time. It's going to cost, you know, I, I had a, my own job. I had my own consultancy from a web design company and that was full time. And um, Gear Lab, we didn't take any money from, out, from the outside. We all did it in-house, Ryan and I did. And so what we would do, I mean, it was literally, I would work for, for the day at my normal job and then have dinner with the family. And then I would go to work on Deer Lab and I would work till three, four o'clock in the morning, um, go to bed, wake up around eight, eight thirty, and do my normal job. And I was doing that six, sometimes seven days a week for so many months. I mean, it was it really became, um, you know, it was exciting at the time, but it was also very draining. Um, just feeling overwhelmed with all the work that I had to do for Deer Lab, as well as just, you know, supporting the family. Yeah. So wow. I was very thankful that Samantha was on board. Um, she saw the excitement that I had for this and she knew that I always wanted to do something like that and having different ideas and all. And so she, got behind me and um, I'm really thankful for that. She's always been a very supportive wife and for somebody for it to be married and to have a wife say, here you go, here's a bow, go out in the woods, learn how to hunt and, and use this to, to be with your son. Um, I couldn't ask for more. I've been very blessed. Yeah, man, that's, that is really special. That really is. Um, so y- you, you cut your teeth hunting in Florida. That is a tough place to hunt, man. It it, it was challenging. Um, I mean, it still is challenging. Um, You know, one of the beautiful things about hunting to me is just getting away from a computer, getting away from the screen and just getting out and being in the woods. And um, I really, growing up, I never really did that. And so to be able to, you know, be on a screen all day long because that was my job and to be able to just go out in the woods and, and, and start to hear what goes on in the woods and just, just sit there and be still. Um, it was amazing. And so I really enjoyed that piece of it. And I had, you know, hunting in Florida, I think I might have had more opportunities of being quiet and not (laughs) seeing anything, (laughs) but you know, I, I really enjoyed it. Now there was a certain point to where it was like, okay, this is getting a little old. You know, I've been sitting here for 
six hours and haven't seen a thing. Um, and that's, you know, but in that process, that's where, you know, as a new person to hunting, that's where I really got into the details. And I, I started really, you know, not only trying to learn as much as I could from Jason, um, who, I, who I was hunting with, but also getting online, reading as much as I could. Um, I got really big into QDMA and um, reading everything that they put out. And um, it, it really kind of pushed me to learn more. Um, I'm the type of personality that when I start something, I really want to do it well. And so um, it just kind of fit in there. And, and it was really a perfect blend between the work that I was doing in front of the computer and being able to get away from it all and just be able to relax and, and really enjoy God's creation. So it was awesome. Man, that is, that is fantastic. So uh, as, as deer lab, I mean, forged in the, in the, in, in a really tough place to hunt. Right. And as you sort of gained experience hunting, what are some of those, uh, key problems, I guess, of the hunter that you kind of set out to solve, you shared a bit earlier, um, you know, the sharing of trail camera data, which you're, if you're hunting with a, a hunting partner that you trust, you know, that it's really important to be able to share those photos. What are some of the other yeah. things that you were trying to other problems you were trying to solve? Well, I think initially it was, understanding the data behind the photos. Um, you know, as a new hunter, when I was getting photos from a trail camera, I was like, really, I was getting into the detail. I was, I was creating an Excel spreadsheet and I was like doing all the sightings. At what time did I see this particular buck or, you know, what was the weather like? And I was trying to get as much information behind it. And um, with Deer Lab, it kind of changed everything. It took some of the manual labor of doing all of that. And what we do is we pull in the weather data from your local weather station where your cameras are. So um, a lot of times the sensor on a camera won't be that accurate. You'll get a maybe a moon phase and a temperature and a timestamp. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's always accurate. So sure. what we do is we basically just take the timestamp off the photo, which is actually embedded within the photo. We pull that out and we go and go to, um, the local weather station that where that is. And we know where that is because when you create, um, when you go into deer lab, you will create a property and you'll drop a, basically a pin on a, let's say a Google map. And we know that um, longitude and latitude for that. So we basically go from that longitude and latitude to the closest weather station and pull all the weather data from that. And then that kind of gives us more information for the data behind the photo. But doing it for one photo is good. But, you know, really the goal of Deer Lab is to look at all of your photos and start aggregating the data and then coming up with some valuable statistics. So that is one of the things we wanted to do as far as the problems that we wanted to solve was one, make it very easy for somebody to understand the data behind their photos. Um, it can get kind of a little bit overwhelming. And so we wanted to simplify all of that. And the reports that we provide, I think, are, are very simple and easy to read. Um, another thing that we wanted to do, um, and this was kind of more personal to me was, 
Jason and I would always have cards, some at his house and some at my house, and when we were checking cameras. And so I wanted it to be an easy place to where you go home and you upload the photos and multiple people can see the same thing. And so we're all on the same page, and I think that's been very helpful. I know there's guys out there that want to be very secretive with their photos, and I completely understand that. But when you do trust the people that you hunt with, um, and you and Jason and I would always hunt together, either either we wouldn't be in the same stand, but we would be fairly close to each other, and nothing was really a secret on that property for us. And so it really kind of started changing the way that we work with our trail cameras by doing that. Yeah. So sharing the photos um, was, a, was a great, great way to do it. And really managing your, your cameras as well. Um, in Deer Lab, you can go in and, you know, put as much detail as you want about your cameras. Um, we have different settings where you can enable and disable camera locations. So maybe, you know, for the guy that has a ton of cameras, I mean, we have some customers that have over 200 cameras on Deer Lab just keeping up with their cameras is a job in itself. And so um, we have tools that can handle that all the way down to, you know, the average guy that might be running, you know, four or five, 10 cameras at a time. So um, those are some of the things that we do. And uh, we're constantly, you know, another, another thing was recognizing what's in the photos. Um, we now have a photo recognition, which will basically detect you know, if it's a turkey in the photo or a human or a doe, deer, hog, whatever it might be. Um, we have, we don't identify every single animal on the, under the sun, but the majority of the ones that people would be hunting for, we do identify those. So that makes it a lot easier to be able to, you know, filter your photos and then even dive down into the stats for let's say turkey or you know look at all of your bucks together when it comes to the stats as far as what times they're moving when do they move uh, what cameras are they moving at um, what wind direction and wind speed do they move the most and it's been very interesting to see that each buck has a unique personality so there's apps out there that will kind of predict certain movements like, um, you know, from a general basis of this is what a deer typically does. But we, what we found in deer lab, when you were going after, when you were pulling in the data for your property and for your animals that you're tracking, um, everyone has a unique, unique movements. Some bucks will move a lot farther than other bucks. And so, um, we created early on a profile for every animal. So you can basically say, okay, I want big daddy, you know, I want to profile big daddy, which might be a 10 point buck. You give him a name and then anytime his photos come into deer lab, you give him that name and we aggregate all that data for him to be able to track that individual buck. And you can see how he moves compared to maybe another buck on your property and those movements can be very different. And that's one of the really cool things. It really 
goes way beyond just the prediction tools out there that are kind of very general that don't really use your data. And um, that's kind of our focus is really focusing in on the data that you have for your individual property. Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the How to Hunt Deer podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best action cameras on the market for the hunter and angler. They're on the cutting edge making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. They also just launched the Reveal X Gen 2 cell camera that provides top-notch photo and video quality at a price point that's in reach for the everyday outdoorsman. And one area the Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunts or fishing excursions, you know how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or get it set up for a good second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of accessories. This fall, I'll be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 5.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure that I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, www.tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. I really, really like that piece of, of the profile. I was listening to a podcast the other day and uh, Mike Chamberlain from the University of Georgia was on there. Mm-hmm. And, and something he said was, you know, it kind of put words to something that I've been thinking for a long time as I look at some of these other um, programs out there or whatever. He said, there's no such thing as an average deer. You know, yeah. and you can say on average with this kind of day, deer are going to move like this. Well, there's no such thing as an average deer. What they've taken is several deer and compiled that data together, uh, which really may not give you a very good picture of, you know, with your illustration there, what Big Daddy's going to be doing as, compo- as, as compared to the medium-sized eight that you've got on your cameras as well. Um, yeah. You know, if you're, after, yeah. if you're after one specific deer, knowing what the average deer on your property or the average of the two, it's not really going to help you out a lot. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, the data is, is not necessarily always of where that deer is going to be. It, it also gives you a better picture of, like, I will – I will um, create profiles for all the bucks that I have. And so um, I just, you know, we automatically will tag the photos with buck if it's a buck in in the photo. And so you can just go in and create a profile for the tag buck. And that basically will take all the photos that you have um, for a property that have the tag buck. And it will tell you kind of where, they are over the course of time. And so I personally like to have trail cameras out all the time. Um, and it's, it's just really interesting to see how they move on and off the property at specific times when they're coming back, when they're going into bachelor groups, when they're separating all of those things. And when you're looking at it from a, the aggregation of all of that information, um, it really can kind of teach you a little bit about, you know, where they're, where they potentially might be betting. Um, it, it gives you some different aspects that kind of maybe open your eyes a little bit more than what you might think, um, of just looking at individual photos from a trail camera. And that's, you know, that's what I used to do. I used to take individual photos and, um, before I even got into Excel and, and tracking all of that, it was something that was, you know, I was just thinking of that specific sighting where um, once you start aggregating everything together, it really kind of 
paints a completely different picture of what how that gear is moving. Yeah, absolutely. And and man, cuts down a ton on the amount of time that you're putting into it. Like I remember, you know, hunting and and trying to keep track of some of different bucks and going back, you know, getting home, putting it all into into spreadsheets and then going back on like weather underground and checking the historical weather. And so then going in and putting into the, into these spreadsheets, you know, here, the wind was this, the temperature was this range for the day, you know, it came through at this time and here's what the temperature was about that time. Um, man, that's a ton of work. And, uh, yeah, deer lab does it all. Puts it all yeah, together. For you. Yeah. It is definitely a lot of work. And, um, the first time we rolled, I remember on the development server when we kind of, kind of flick the switch to turn that feature on. It was just like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe how easy it is to, to do this compared to all the time that I've been spending in Excel. So that was, that was a pretty exciting time in deer lab history <laughs> <laughs> for something to kind of come out like that. And then before that, really there was nothing, nothing out there. Um, we, we were the first, I would say online service, um, that, that came out with this and, and there's, there's been others that have come and gone over, over the years. And, um, you know, we have other, other companies that are kind of trying to do some of the same things that we're doing. Um, but you know, it's been a, it's been a blast being able to do it. And it's been really neat to see how different user groups use Deer Lab because we have, um, customers all over the world. We have, you know, I definitely say our main focus is on the hunters in the U S but we have from Canada, Mexico, Europe, Africa, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, they're all over the place and some of them are universities, uh, scientists, a lot of camera trap studies where they will, um, focus on one particular unique animal and track them and, and just use deer lab to, be able to um, manage all the data, and then then you have the the really serious hunters that are, you know, really following a particular buck over several years, and really trying to understand it, their hat their habits and and what they do before they get to a prime age like four and a half five and a half years old. So um, it's a it's a wide variety of different uses, but. Um, it's, it's been, it's been really neat. Uh, Ryan and I both have been amazed of what, um, some of the stories that come out of people using deer lab. We even had, um, really funny. A, a guy came up to me, we were at some, maybe it was a shot show or something. Um, he came up and said, I've been using deer lab to track gators. And I was like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, He's like, yeah, he's like, we have cameras in the water that they're on six and they're just above the water line and um, it picks up the waves back in the swamps of Florida where these gators will go. And he says they have a very, um, uh, they have a pattern to them about what times they go from one place to the next. And so our cameras pick them up and, um, we add all that stuff to gear lab for our clients. I'm like, I would have never, ever guessed that you could do that. Wow. So it's, it's been pretty neat. It's been pretty neat what people will do with it. Yeah. I was going to ask you if there's anything that had surprised you. And I, I, 
I'm guessing that would have been part of that answer. Uh, tracking gators with Deer Lab, man, that that's uh, that's pretty unique. Yeah, that that probably is one of those that are out there. Um, you know, there's some of the camera trap studies um, have been really cool. We've we've had um, uh, people use Deer Lab for some of the border crisis, like the uh, U.S. patrol on the Mexican uh, U.S. border. Um, and they've gotten a lot more sophisticated to where they will have sensors in the ground. And if, if an illegal alien goes over that sensor, it will um, start to fire up cameras to be able to take pictures of, of people going across the border to alert their troops or patrol. So. It's, it's amazing where cameras are going and, um, you know, I think we're only seeing the very beginning of it right now. There's a, there's a lot more to, to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I, I, I gotta say, as I've used deer lab throughout the spring, um, I've found more and more features that I have appreciated about it. And, uh, one of them is actually that, that tracking of people. So, uh, I have a property here that I hunt for turkeys and, um, I'd kind of heard through the grapevine that this specific farmer had allowed several more people permission, which, you know, totally fine. It's his land. He can tell everybody in the world to come hunt there. That's, that's totally fine. Um, but one of the things that I was able to do this spring is save myself a lot of wasted hunts. It's about, uh, it's about 120 acres total, 80 on one side with a couple of good roost sites on it. And, um, I was able to go through and, because my cameras there are on an ag field, um, mm-hmm. I was getting tons and tons of pictures. I, this is one I was telling you about earlier that, you know, there were 4,600 pictures when I pulled one of the mm-hmm. cards. And, man, that's a lot of pictures. And But I was able to go through with Deer Lab and, and, and filter for people. And I was able to see, okay, there have been a lot of guys on this property. And um, watching them walk in and out and, and watching them walk in and out birdless. But I was able to know, okay – you know, I, I'm not seeing a ton of turkeys because when I filter to turkeys, there's just not a ton of turkeys there this year, even though in the past it's been dynamite. And there's a lot of people on this specific property. So I'm just going to back out. I'm going to avoid that property altogether. And rather than trying to comb through 4,600 images to get that information, I clicked a button and it, you know, popped up all the images that I needed to see right away. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, we always think of Deer Lab of kind of telling you where to hunt, but um, you can, like your example, do the exact opposite of where not to hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's, I th- that's cool. You know, that's I think awesome. for the guy who's sharing a lease or a guy who's, you know, sharing permission or especially for the guys out on, on public, I, I've done in the past a fair bit of monitoring uh, access trails that are commonly used mm-hmm. by hunters just to get an idea. Okay. Who, how many people are making it this far? Like maybe it's a mile down this access trail. Well, I want to know how many people are making it down the trail that far. And, uh, yes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to, to put some of that into, into use this fall. And, um, one thing that I, I did want to bring up, I shot you a note through email about this. I tried a new SD card this spring and the SD card brand, um, was one that I bought out of necessity because it's all the store had when I went in. So I bought this card, I put them in my cameras, and when I got those cameras home, my computer couldn't open the files. Um, I could see the files, nothing I could do could get the files open. 
tried my wife's computer. My wife's computer can't open it either. And I'm like, oh, no, mm -hmm. did I just lose all of this intel? You know, I, I'm pretty upset with myself because I, I just can't get these things open. So I'm like, you mm -hmm. know what? I'm just going to try uploading it to Deer Lab. So I went in because I could see the files. Uh, you know, I could see that they were, were there, but the for some reason it wouldn't open. So I go in and just basically copy and paste or drag and drop into Deer Lab, and uh, it saved the files. Like, it opened awesome. them all right up. And so what, what could have been a really bad, a really bad day for me turned out. Okay. Um, and I, I still to this, I don't, I don't know. I need to talk with someone about, you know, maybe something that was wrong, but I, I formatted the cards in directly in those cameras and everything. Hmm. And, um, yeah, but, but deer lab helped me, uh, helped me save the Intel. So I was pretty pleased with that. I would love to say that we programmed that specifically for that, but we <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it works. I'm glad it worked on your side. Yeah. yeah it, SD cards can be finicky and it sounds like you're doing the right thing as far as formatting it on the, on the camera first. Um, were you using a Mac or PC? Uh, Mac. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I use Macs too. So yeah, it's weird. I mean, we really, you know, we can take pretty much anything off of the SD cards. The only thing that, um, so for the people that use cellular cameras, there are a lot of cellular cameras out there that will, um, when they're giving you your thumbnails, they'll reduce the size of the photo for their app. And some of them will allow you to export those, those, those uh, photos. When you export a thumbnail from a cellular camera, a lot of times a timestamp will not be pushed over because the manuf camera manufacturer is stripping all those timestamps. It might be, the timestamp might be on the photo, like you can actually see it on the photo, but it's not embedded within the photo because they're trying to make the, th the photo as small in size as possible because they're paying for cell data. And the more photos that they can upload through their cell data, the, um, and the smaller the image sizes, the more money they make from reselling their their data plans to customers. So there are some cameras out there like Spartan will include that um, timestamp within the cellular um, thumbnail. So we can take those, but really that's the only you know photos that we can't take any any. We'll take photos from any camera. And, and if you take the original photo off the SD card, we'll take all of it. But um, I'm glad that that um, rogue SD card that you couldn't get to work on your computer was able to, that your lab was able to take those photos. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it was three different ones. So I actually had three oh, different wow. three different cameras with three different cards because I. Ran to Walmart. Walmart didn't have the SD cards that I typically use. So I ended up stopping mm -hmm. at a Rite Aid and a, or a, a Walgreens and the Walgreens okay. had it and, or had SD cards. And so I was like, well, I've never heard of this brand, but I'm going to pay an arm and a leg and I need to get these cameras out today. Uh, so yeah, I learned my lesson with that though, going back to the old tried and true brand, but I'm glad that, uh, yeah, glad I didn't lose all of that data. So, um, as I, as I think through, you know, the different, demographics of people that are using it. Um, you know, you've obviously, you've got land managers who are trying to use the photo or trying to use deer lab. You've got public land guys that are using deer lab. You've got people with leases, some share a lease with, with people that, 
Uh, they don't know, and some share leases with people that, you know, hunting buddies, and they try to uh, sort of coordinate on the, on the deer that are there. Um, mm-hmm. How can maybe some of these groups get the most out of it? So if you're a public land guy, your trail camera usage is going to look different than a guy who's managing his 200 acres. Um, so maybe what are some of the differences that you're seeing in how uh, Deer Lab is being used for these different groups? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, from a public land um, perspective, uh, typically what we've seen, and, and this is really through conversations that we've had with people that are doing that, um, they will have a lot of cameras, um, but they will stretch them out for a lot of different areas. And so what we typically recommend, you know, we, the way that Deer Lab works is you create a property and, you know, we're thinking from a standpoint of a certain area of where your trail cameras are. If, if you get into a, um, a property that is really, really large and maybe on one side of the property is a completely different deer, deer herd that you would, deer herd that you would never see on the other side of the property, we would say create a separate property for that. But for the, for the public land guys, um, you know, we'd recommend typically just creating one big property and putting your cameras out, you know, from, from the data standpoint, um, there really isn't much of a difference. Um, it, it all depends on where they're putting their cameras, like, especially for, for like a private owner, they might have a, a lot uh, more concentrated, um, use of cameras. So the cameras are a lot closer. Like QDMA typically says one camera every hundred acres, but I would say most people are putting them in a lot less. I mean, they're, excuse me, they're putting in a lot more cameras in a hundred acre area compared to, um, just putting one per hundred acres. And so I would say the, the public land, um, hunters, if they are just hunting one spot, they might have all their cameras there. Or if they're hunting all over the place, they might have, you know, just some scouting cameras out there just to see, try to pick up any activity. And then maybe that is what's steering them to that area to, and they'll move their cameras over. So that is kind of a hard question to answer because it all comes down to how that person hunts that property sure. and the, the, the size of the property as well. Um, I will say that most of our users are, um, or most of our customers are hunting on not necessarily private or public, but I would say a lot of them will be hunting with other people. And so they'll be sharing one account for the people that they hunt with. And a lot of them will be, you know, either publicly and or privately and, but it's typically smaller areas. I mean, like I said before, we do have some customers that are running a tremendous amount of cameras, but on average, I would say most people are probably running between 10 to 30 cameras, somewhere in there. And so I know as an individual, if I have 30 cameras, that's a lot of work. And so typically I would have multiple people uh, with that many cameras or at least us sharing the duty for those cameras. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the tactics that I've used in the past, and I'm looking forward to seeing how deer lab kind of helps shape that this fall 
is, you know, take my favorite public piece, for instance, I may take 10 cameras and kind of scatter them throughout the property on, on different areas. But as I get closer to the right time of year, you know, as the movement's picking up, let's say it's October and the acorns start to fall or whatever, as I've picked yeah. up one specific buck that I'm really interested in, well, then I'll move all my cameras into that area. So last year I ended up with a, I think it was about a 20 acre portion of a 1200 mm -hmm. acre piece of public. And by the end of the year, I had six cameras in that 20 acres. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to pick up how this deer used. Cause there were several edges that kind of came together in this spot and it was around some doe bedding. So I really wanted to know, okay, how's he getting in and out of here? And I knew this buck, um, that I had been following was showing up on some other parts that were not real close. I mean, he was moving a long distance. Um, but he was always this, this one area was kind of like his hub. Uh, it was almost like he would pass through this, this area and then go half a mile one direction, pass back through it, go half a mile the other direction, pass back through it, go half a mile the other direction. So there were a lot of people in this area that were getting pictures of this buck come to find out later on. Um, but I was able to really track his movements and figure out, okay, this is kind of the hub of his wheel. And, mm. you know, he's making long journeys in all kinds of different directions, but boy, he sure seems to end up right here. And actually in about a six or seven day span, I had, um, him or other mature bucks in this little area in daylight every single day for a six or seven day span in, in November. Now, unfortunately I was wow. tagged out on a different buck that wasn't him. Um, but it was, it was really nice to be able to get that data and kind of piece all of that together. So I'm interested to see how deer lab kind of helps me, um, coordinate a lot of that, you know, and kind of yeah. create, create a profile for a specific deer and, and, and be able to simplify my workflow um, make it a little easier to track them around. Well, I, I think the power of Deer Lab, um, while it can help you in season and um, really start to manage your, your photos and, and you start to get an idea of what deer are doing, I think um, the real impact that Deer Lab can have is if you go through a season. So what we recommend is when somebody comes into Deer Lab, take last year's photos and upload them because last year's data is great for this year. So you can start seeing a trend a lot easier. Um, one of the things that we've seen, which is to me pretty amazing um, of how a deer will, will move and just the, the rhythm that it has throughout the year. We have customers that continue to tell us, I have a buck who showed up, let's say on October 30th, at this camera location and the following year he showed up at that same camera location within a day or two from the, the previous photos of, of the year a year before that. And they're saying, you know, our bucks are doing the same thing the next year. And so when you start having that history of going, okay, this buck is showing up at this camera on these days and these conditions. And then you go and say, you know, you can plan your hunts pretty much of like going into that same location the next year. And the odds are pretty strong that he's going to be in that area. doesn't mean the exact same day a year from now, but it's, it's typically within, you know, two, three days, of that time a year later he's showing up and the first time i heard that i was like yeah that's probably just coincidence 
but more and more people have been telling us that. And I've seen that on my cameras too, to where it's showing up. And it's pretty amazing how a a deer will know where they are and how, (laughs) where they will be next year. Now, obviously if there's pressure involved and um, some, some circumstances like that, that could throw off him showing up at that time. But, um, it's, it's been really cool to see how many people have said that out of the blue to us that it's amazing kind of the stats that I'm seeing this year are very similar to the stats that I'm seeing that, um, the previous years that I have data on them. So it, it, it's been neat. And just, I, I want to make one comment about, you were talking about having um, six cameras, I think in a 20 acre area and that's, completely fine. One of the things, the way that we do our statistics when we, when we create profiles for individual bucks is um, we don't really care what settings you have on your camera. If it's in burst mode or if it's time lapse or whatever it might be um, because we don't use our stats are not created off of just individual photos. So, for example, if you have a food plot and you have a camera that's overlooking a food plot, you're typically going to get a lot more photos at that food plot compared to a camera over a trail that maybe a deer will pass once or twice a day. Um, And so what we've done is we basically have, um, we automatically will detect sightings and we we look at a sighting as a 15 minute increment of time. So if that buck is out in the food plot and you get 30 photos of him within a 10 minute range or a 10 minute time frame, we're going to count that as one sighting. And so if the deer, if the buck is going down a trail and we get a picture of him within a 10 minute period, a 15 minute period, we're going to also him as one sighting. So, we're not going to lean heavily on the location of where the camera is or the setting that the camera is. And so we basically give you more accurate stats because um, initially when we launched Deer Lab, we did not have that feature and the stats were really skewed. Oh, yeah. Because that food makes plots sense. would always have more, you know. And so we automatically do that, that for you. And that's where doing it the old way of just looking at your pictures off of your trail cameras, you can start to think that a buck is really active in one location, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. And so that's where the power of aggregating the data and looking at it from a sighting standpoint can really help. Gotcha. So it takes it kind of out of this um, subjective space, which we might be getting into if we're just looking at the pictures and kind of makes it gives you a little bit more of objective data, you know, as Correct. opposed to, boy, I got 10 pictures of him in here. That's the hot spot to be. Well, yep. it, it may not be, you may have gotten four pictures of him on these other different trails. Uh, and so that, that one apparent hot spot may not actually be that. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, John, thanks for coming on today. I, I want to know where do where do folks go if they're interested in learning more about Deer Lab? You guys do a free trial, right? We do. Um, 
we have a 30-day free trial. You can go to DeerLab.com, and I actually need to give you a code. <laughs> you can get get um, your um, customers or, or your listeners a discount to DeerLab, and maybe we can do that. And um, I don't know how we go about doing that for this podcast, but I'll you, give you a code so you can do that. I think I've got um, one already. I think I've got one already. You. Yeah, I haven't okay. I haven't told anybody yet here on the How to Hunt Deer podcast, but over on the other podcast uh, that I host, the Wisconsin Sportsman, it's already live. Um, okay. So I've already kind of been dropping that code there, but we'll have a unique one for this specific podcast. Um, yep. Yeah, and I'll when this episode launches, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. So it'll be in the show notes, and I'll put it in the uh, – in the introduction and, and outro of this episode. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you can go to deerlab.com, sign up for a free trial. There's no credit card needed. You can test it out. We do limit um, the number of photos that you can upload just in the free trial. But if you subscribe, we have um, uh, plans that um, are very reasonable. And they, um, the lowest plan, I think, is up to 10 camera locations. Um, and if you have any questions or if you want to see video tutorials or anything like that, we have all the deer lab, we have a help center that you can go into and we kind of walk out and I, I basically walk through each feature, um, within deer lab in that help center, um, through videos, which are very easy to, to kind of follow along. Or if you have any questions, we have a live chat and I'm typically the one that will be answering any of the questions that you might have. And I'm usually on that pretty much all through the day, sometimes even the evening. So um, feel free to reach out and say, Hey, how do you do this? Or um, any questions that you might have. Awesome. Awesome. Well, John, thanks for coming on the show today. A lot of good information here, helping folks get the most out of their trail camera data. So uh, looking forward to putting it into use this fall. Josh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Hey, we'll have to talk maybe again this fall if you get out and start chasing some of those Florida bucks around. That's uh, that's a <laughs> tough place to be, man. I, you said you said Florida, and I was like, oh my goodness, that is that is yeah. a tough area. The rut is going on somewhere in Florida right now. <laughs> it, man, that southern zone, that that far yeah. southern zone. I mean, it, their season comes in in July. Is that right? Well, July, depending, on, August? depending on depending on what uh, where you are in the state, it, it varies all over the place. I mean, even in the area that I'm in, you can go, you know, five miles down the road, and the rut can be very different. So it's, uh, you know, right now it's like uh, today it's been very hot. Um, I'm in North Florida, so it's like ninety something degrees. It's not really fun to get out and hang trail cameras and and stands and stuff like that. You kind of want to do it a little bit before the heat comes in, but it's um, definitely um, an experience that everybody should do <laughs> once in a lifetime. <laughs> once, once, they should once try it once, and then forever be grateful for wherever, wherever else it is they hunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. All right, John. Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Big thanks to John for coming on. Really hope you go check out Deer Lab. I think you're going to find it a really helpful tool for you this summer and heading into the fall. 
And uh, hey, I hope you picked up a few things on how to get the most out of your trail camera photos. Also, big thanks to our partners. First of all, Tacticam. Go check them out, tacticam.com. Also, Huntworth, huntworthgear.com. You can find more outdoor-themed content on the sportsmansempire.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, go check out my other show, the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast. It's based in Wisconsin, but the content is relevant no matter where you call home. <laughs>